boys and girls, welcome to another episode of Ray of Light. My name is Alan and it's a special day today because it's Hearts Day. So for most of you who are listening or who, who just tuned in, probably Valentine's Day is just around the corner. Here in the Philippines, it's about to end. So it's already 11 p.m. here in the Philippines, uh, February 14. So I finished with Jessica Char's The Heart of Yoga last episode, and it's a great episode tonight just because I remembered. The book, Living, Loving, and Learning by Leo Buscaglia. And I've read this way back, second year high school. I was about, what, uh, about 15 years old. And during the time, my sister actually lent this book or to me and I was hesitant at first because it's quite um, thick at least for, for for my age I'm not really sure I'm not really used to um, reading thick books I'm not a reader reader back then so there I am um, reading about the book and I realized I like it so much because what she did well thank God that she highlighted several lines in the book so somehow it guided me on how to read the book and step by step I learned more and more about Leo Buscaglia and his book Living, Loving, and Learning. Now what's the significance of Living, and Loving, and Learning? It's what happened when I when I also came across the Little Prince by Antoine uh, Saint-Exupéry. Okay, um, it's about the the love of the prince and the fox, and even or probably is it correct? Or it's the prince and the rose. Because the rose, when the rose told the prince a secret, here is a secret, it's only with the heart that one can see clearly. And at that point, I have to, you know, trace my, my steps back. Like, how did it happen? How should how how does that signify love and even when the fox was crying yeah because or it got upset because it let the prince tame him so He became significant to the fox. The prince became significant to the fox because for the fox, everyone is just the same until he let someone tame him and that makes him significant. Or just correct me if if it's the other way around. But you get my point. The, the point of loving, the point of love, is the risk of losing it all 
is the risk of not perceiving it as what how we gave it so let me repeat that love is risking giving it and not accepting everything in return let me read to you the the famous quote of Leo Bascaglia's um, that I, I, I really love um, especially during this pandemic uh, we are in the process of trying to cope and returning to our to the normalcy that we're used to but we cannot because there will always be that the distance already the constancy of 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 social distancing and as social animals humans cannot tolerate the absence of touch to them touch means they are living and here is what Leo Poscaglia's quote said the majority of us led quiet unheralded lives as we pass through this world there will most likely be no ticker tape parades for us no monuments created in our honor but that does not lessen our possible impact for there are scores of people waiting for someone just like us to come along people who will appreciate our compassion our unique talents someone who will live a happier life merely because we took the time to share what we had to give too often we underestimate the power of a touch a smile a kind word a listening ear an honest compliment or the smallest act of caring all of which have a potential to turn a life around it's overwhelming to consider the continuous opportunities there are to make our love felt. Isn't it wonderful that it gives us this sliver of hope that we just need to continue doing what we do because somehow, somewhere, there is that someone even a number of people that will really appreciate what we do to them what we do for them and without us expecting anything in return that I guess is the biggest love that we could ever give and it, this is where we have to clarify for those who remains single or who chose to be single for several reasons I commend you but somehow try to evaluate as well that some of us are misunderstood just because they thought of us as selfish because we couldn't or we couldn't be ready in a relationship and just the fact my point is for us for the gen x for the generation x as well as the the old millennials and I'm included there. I was born in 1982. Our parents were the generation 
uh, the offsprings of the boomers. So these are the these are the children that worked hard for them to have a good future for their family and that is us most of us are somehow left single just because we were told that we are enough and that is why it's quite hard for us to find a partner that would sustain us just because deep in our minds, deep in our hearts, our parents' love for us are enough for us to, you know, to keep going. And we feel that any love that we have, we get. We don't deserve it. I'm not sure if this is a shared opinion, but this is how I observe my generation and even the Gen X. For the for the younger millennials, because they were born with technology, they are more informed. They know how to interact. Their boundaries are limitless. And so, finding that someone is quite easy. And what I understand is it would take about 5 to 10% that they will stick with a partner. All else, they will somehow, you know... Um, change partners most of the time but that doesn't mean that they they loved no differently like how we love other people it's just that that's how they were um, you know uh, grew up that's how they were they were um, what's that they were developed to understand how how things work. So that's that's my thought. And so just just going back to talking about living, loving and learning of Leo Bascaglia. That's why somehow I'm not I may be there's a there's a chance that I am afraid to to grow old alone just because if my parents you know pass away no one will take care of me but here Pustaglia mentioned I exist I am I am here I am becoming. I make my own life and no one else makes it for me. I must face my own shortcomings, mistakes, transgressions. No one can suffer my non-being as I do, but tomorrow is another day and I must decide to leave my bed and live again. And if I fail, I don't have the comfort of blaming you or life or God. This is becoming accountable to oneself. Our choices need not be a result of others' decisions for us. Our choices is our own. And so all of the consequences, all of the things that happen that's happening in our lives is because of our daily choices. And when it comes to love, whoever we end up with is not because we chose them, but because 
we just clicked. I mean, in the context of, of finding a partner, before you would even, and this is a unsolicited advice from a single 39-year-old <laughs> queer person, is that before you would even look around, know that you are whole. Know that you are enough. And from there, you know you are ready to love. You know that the love you gave will not come back as a whole, but maybe it will multiply. Now don't expect the love that you gave is the same that will be returned to you. Because It's also affirming that all of us are unique, that no person is the same. So don't count your disappointments. Don't count the partners that you left or maybe let go of or those who left us. Maybe there will always be the one that got away. Because I had one. And how would you say that you're already ready? It's only until you find yourself again. Whole. I guess my point is... Buscaglia said love is always bestowed as a gift freely, willingly and without expectation we don't love to be loved we love to love and here to love to laugh is to risk appearing a fool To weep is to risk appearing sentimental. To reach out to another is to risk involvement. To expose feelings is to risk exposing your true self. To place your ideas and dreams before a crowd is to risk their loss. To love is to risk not being loved in return. To hope is to risk pain. To try is to risk failure. But risks must be taken because the greatest hazard in life is to risk nothing. And there, only when we give joyfully without hesitation or thought of gain can we truly know what love means. I go back to what I said a while ago. It's only when we let go and just love without expecting anything know that the love that we gave is will not be the same as the love that we receive for all you lovers out there enjoy your heart's day and know that your partner is trying hard to be there for you most of the time. This has been Alan of Ray of Light. I hope you enjoyed and learned something from here. Thank you. just listen to another episode of ray of light join me next weekend as we talk more about spirituality meditation yoga fitness and others only here on ray of light Hey 
boys and girls, welcome to another episode of Ray of Light. My name is Alan and tonight we will talk about why do we use spirituality in order for us to stay in pain and that is still wondology and I will read a passage that is still um, with a book of why people don't heal and how they can by Carolyn Miss right and Carolyn Miss I have been reading her book and I'm almost completing her her writing and we talk about the chakras at the later um, part of the book. However, lately, most of us, me included, I became aware lately that I have been utilizing my spirituality and that does not only include the the oracle cards, the tarot cards, um, but also the meditation, even prayers. And this is my point where um, I call out all of us that use religion, faith, spirituality as an excuse for us to move on. And we use this, I will um, include religion and faith and uh, in coining it as spirituality and using spirituality as an escape and why did i use the word escape i first heard the the term escape um because during this pandemic and we have been locked in our very own spaces and we have reached the <laughs> the point of boredom the point of you know being um too close for comfort to the point of you know, almost not being able to open with the people around us or or with us inside our house, inside our very own uh, homes because we are too close for comfort. And so, we used our spirituality in order to create this so-called truth that we built and we are obsessed of being misunderstood by the people closest to us by using our cards our um, the meditations the, the tools that supposedly would help us um, unravel the truth instead the truth that we built is just another um, vritti 
or just another um, veil of of what should be real and because we felt attacked whenever we are questioned we began using we begin using the the cards these tools um these crystals the 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 rosaries the 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 japa the mantras the prayers even the bible verses maybe the the verses in 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 bhagavad gita and we quote these things as if they 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 speak to us and yes somehow it bears the truth however the truth that we chose uh, makes this um, personal bubble that becomes our projection because um, of of our truth of our ego basically and the why i used escape is that that is why perhaps that's why i created this podcast because i needed to 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 make sense out of what is seemingly disturbing already to me and to 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 ground myself i created a podcast well and good however did i confront the real issue no because the truth is early um in the in the in the lockdown march of 2020 it's more of a it's like undergoing this this stage of grief so we are on denial and therefore we created this escape and that is quite necessary for us to process grief remember um just to just to um give you something right the the, the stages of grief let me just there are five stages and that's from kubler ross and that's denial and so we have avoidance confusion um elation shock or fear so that is the first stage and so we use this deflection we use this projection and that is quite necessary for us to process grief right and then we we begin anger we become frustrated we are irritated and then we are anxious suddenly we are bargaining we struggle to find meaning reaching out to others telling one's story and we go by depression we are overwhelmed we're helpless we are hostile and that feeling of flight fight and flight and finally we process this grief and accept things so we explore options we make new plans and then we move on however it has been a year and some of us have established 
or cemented the idea that we stay in denial and that is our projection and that is where woundology comes in let me just um, mention to you and this is just the first myth of a woundology my life is defined by my wound let me quote um, carolyn miss on her on her passage it is virtually impossible not to be influenced by a personal history of emotional or psychological wounds both literally and symbolically wounds permeate our bloods and bodies our, our biographies are in large part biologies wounds are like diversionary canals that drain water and spread out of the river of our life the more wounds we have the more effort we have to put into calling our energy back stopping up the energy drains and otherwise attending to our healing process so she continues many people come to believe that their lives are only a compilation of psychological wounds which they feel they can do little to heal and so fine um the year before this pandemic happened when i checked in myself and uh learned that i am living with ptsd and anxiety what did we do we processed it um through sessions and this is with a psychiatrist and a psychologist and so that is when um other things are being processed and other feelings are being um realized that there is an explanation for everything and so somehow um I see myself no longer the victim of of the situation but I am um a result of the uh, of 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 the the what has happened and because it is already finished what I can only do is begin by picking myself again by 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 learning to to choose myself by picking the pieces that i may um rebuild you know but somehow some of us have um cho- chose to 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 stay in being wounded and why that is a big question um Here it is. Although this state of mind is sad, self-limiting, and defeatist, some people derive great power in maintaining it because it gives permission to lead a life of minimum expectation and limited responsibility. So there you are. Instead of, you know, empowering oneself and being self-accountable, sometimes... We use, and based on 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 what I I mentioned the the first time, we use spirituality as our escape, and we established it as something that is real, and we say it it resonates. Yes, it may resonate to us, but know that these are just guides. They do not define us. They do not define the day. They do not define our reality. It's more of a guide on how we move on. However, somehow, we rewrite our stories. It's as if the first chapter is just 
or, or or the second chapter is just a remake of the first chapter and um someone confirmed it because i was i was invited into this 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 um event that i was supposed to you know um to apply my creative juices and somehow they used that term escapism and that somehow confirmed my my claim that we are indeed um consoling ourselves by escaping what is real because truth hurts we are in this pandemic we are still in uh, in a terrible management of the the health department and the government of 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 locking us and 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 changing um, policies here and there without giving any um, security for all of us and so what do we do instead of taking charge we begin by deflecting we begin by creating our own reality and we say that this is our reality and we say that no one should um, invalidate us and that is good that's well and good again I don't want to gaslight but somehow the truth is we gaslight ourselves because we we somehow we reduce ourselves into this wounded person every day and you know why again we go back to the very first um, hierarchical of needs by Maslow and this is tribal the feeling of belongingness and again this is ego if we couldn't identify ourselves we begin by searching for a group that would somehow comfort us and the first group that would comfort us emotionally the first group that would provide us um, with this temporary solution quote and unquote solutions we stay there and we continue building ourselves somehow our identity is being built around that group so there's the tribal the sense of being of 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 belongingness and that's well and good fine because that is um a basic necessity of of you know again i'm i'm touching a lot of things so let me just let me just um rewind we talk about the stages of grief by kubler ross again there's denial anger bargaining depression and acceptance and then there's maslow's hierarchy of needs right um and we have the physiological needs the basic needs and the safety needs and next is the psychological needs we have belongingness and loved needs and there's and there is the esteem needs the prestige of or feeling of accomplishment but somehow we don't even attain the the, the needs of self-esteem because we are stuck with looking for belongingness and being loved and not that i try to you know um again 
let me just reiterate this that I am not after you know um, breaking down what is the the truth behind this 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 um, group groups but the point is, we should not be defined by the group that we belong to anyway the group would help us to 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 prop us or support us in our basic needs of of being of belongingness but somehow being in a group should be our stepping stone of identifying ourselves of what our purpose is in the bigger picture and that is living in the society and that is the question what would you want to do in order for us to for you to function in a society and yes maybe you would answer well i work i have this daily job that I work, I pay my taxes. But my question is, do we go beyond the next step of of Maslow is the self-actualization. And so you paid and all you your your uh, a functioning part of the of the society. But do you feel any accomplishment? self-actualization um, happens when let me just um, read this there is creativity there's spontaneity there's problem solving there's the lack of prejudice and there is the acceptance of facts have we reached that part because all I can see right now is building confidence building achievement building respect of others and being respected by others and so we are still stuck in in trying to be in that group we stay in the group because we are still not comfortable of accepting the truth that we still have a bigger part to play in this society and not just to stay where we are by, you know, working and then waking up, um, doing our chores, and then paying our taxes. And that is where I go, I, I return to Carolyn Miss Wondology. Here it is. As the years go by, these people become accustomed to this kind of power and self-protection. They find it more and more difficult to change. The older we get, the harder it is to step out of our wounds and into a different view of life. Yet the fact is that emphasizing your wounds can damage your psyche as much as the original wounds did. Dwelling on a wound is in fact a type of self-inflicted wound, a self-flagellation in which your consciousness is always focused on weakness and never on recovery. And so that is why I break down these institutions. If we keep... um, That is why whenever a devotee (laughs) would would quote me bible verses would mention about quotes from different sages from great teachers and philosophers whether it be um stoicism whether it be um the bible whether it be bhagavad gita or tell me what you have the moment that we um keep on 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 quoting things the more that we 
deepen our wounds. And that is no longer the wounds that inflicted us before. But this is already self-inflicted wounds. So I'm still I'm trying to 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 read on on this first myth. Again, we are just in the myth, the first myth of can we still heal? Yes. However, most of us use spirituality as an excuse. We use it as an as our escape. And when it is no longer um you know when it doesn't resonate any longer like for example um you bought a deck and you you feel at first you hold on to a deck an oracle card an, a deck that um was created by this you know maybe um from 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 the other country from another country And then when you open it, somehow it didn't connect. Why? Because one, maybe the aesthetics are not or okay, let me instead of enumerating, let me just go directly that you were disappointed that your expectations weren't met by the deck that you bought. And you use the word didn't resonate. Because to you, you wanted connection. And that's the point. You were looking for a connection. The very, um, from the very beginning, from the get-go, you are just acquiring things. It's as if like a hermit crab. And that's why a part of me is seeing okay fine i judge people there you go it's just that i mean i'm guilty because as a hermit i even um i saw myself buying crystals buying decks buying um until now i'm still guilty but I am aware that I need that more than this. That there is more than just collecting stuff. Finding connection to this stuff. Instead of finding connection, I am picking myself up by... Creating other things to make me more aware of what I should um, recover from this self-inflicted wounds. And, you know, as so here is here is guide here are the guide questions that I wanted um, you to 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 learn or to to ask yourself again this is from Carolyn miss the book is why people don't heal and how they can so the questions for self-examination goes do you make excuses for why you're not doing more positive things with your life Do you compare your history of wounds with others? If so, why? If you feel more wounded than someone else, does that make you feel more empowered? And this is not a guilt trip, my friend. This is more of waking everyone in our bubble. 
we are stuck in this comfort zone. We are stuck in we have been escaping for a year now because we don't want to get hurt because we're already hurt. Yes. But if we keep on blinding ourselves, if we keep on putting blinders and saying, oh, I cannot do this anymore, so I will just, you know, hide myself from the world and be comfortable with rituals, be comfortable with Bible verses. And that is okay. Again, I go back there. But still, in the stage of grief, we are in desperation. We are stuck. We are in the first stage. In the uh, in the hierarchy of needs, we are still in the sense of belongingness. Again, there is nothing wrong. But the question is, how long will we stay in order for us to grow? Do we want to keep on rewriting our wounds and say, poor me, poor me. Because that is the only way that we feel empowered because that is the only way that people will see us. And when we move on, are we afraid that people will no longer empathize with us? That our plea for help will no longer be as influential or as viral as before. That is a challenge to everyone, including me. I hope you learned something. Not just something, but I hope we learn a lot of things tonight. This has been Alan of Ray of Light. I wish you well. Bye. It's a beautiful day. Hi there, Alan Ray Enriquez here for another episode of Ray of Light. Join me this episode as we talk about spirituality, meditation, yoga, fitness, movement, only here on Ray of Light.